The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners. My guest today is a 1983 West Point graduate and former Army Ranger. He and I worked at Nalco Champion and Ecolab together from 2004 until November of 2018 when we both retired. We both had hoped to be promoted one last time before hanging up our cleats with Nalco Champion, and we had to wrestle with our inner man, a.k.a. our ego, <laughs> to make the decision to pull the ripcord and get off the corporate ladder. These weren't easy decisions for us. This man had taken some of the toughest assignments, literally in the world, <laughs> believing that he would be rewarded for his efforts and sacrifice. Sometimes those ego pills are bitter and difficult to swallow, but that is when you're thinking in terms of my will, not thy will. Today he is CEO of GenFab Cleaning Solutions out of Springfield, Missouri. But what is more important is that this man, like Jacob, wrestled with God and asked for a blessing. It has come in humbly accepting a more noble purpose to help others and to reject measuring his considerable worth as a human being, by the world's standards. He is using his position at GenFab to help his fellow soldiers who have served in Iraq or Afghanistan and are dealing with PTSD issues. He is hiring men out of prison and giving them a second chance to be successful in life. And folks, this man is one of the most talented leaders I have ever worked with anywhere in my life. Jim Chu, welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man. Hey, David. Thanks for inviting me. Happy holidays. It's certainly good to reconnect. I missed our daily journey together over the years. And as you know, connections and particularly positive connections are a big part of the, how we wrestle with the inner man, as I'm sure we'll explore a little together. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, why don't you give a little more color commentary on the, discovering your new purpose after chasing the brass ring in the Fortune 500? You know, So what is the legacy you're trying to leave for others now. Well, I appreciate you asking me that. You know, so I like to think of it as uh, checking my ego at the door uh, in a bigger way than most people imagine and opening my heart, you know, before I can change people's minds and trying to fulfill the roles God has called me to fill. Uh, too often, you know, we can feel insignificant when we don't get that brass ring and we think we're delivering results that you know should give that to us but i found a way to redefine uh, my success really is serving god and serving others understanding that uh, in god's kingdom it's not about the accumulation of wealth uh, often several bible passages that talk to that i try to define my success by the way i impact the lives of others and right now i'm i'm fortunate you know, I've had a challenge put in front of me to uh, lead a team where I have formerly incarcerated men and women to include felons, recovering addicts, people suffering with PTS. You know, we give them a second chance. And what we, we 
do what I call getting them off the X in their life ambushes. And I'm convinced that all the challenges God has presented me over the years has prepared me for this moment, kind of like Moses went through a lot to prepare him for his big moment. Yeah, I, I I like that, Jim. And, you know, I I had tremendous respect for you before, but now even more, really, because I think both of us, you know, we did. We kind of had to swallow, you know, some of this ego of what we had hoped for but and are now trying to have a more purposeful and, and meaningful uh, late life, you know, purpose. And, and I think there's a lot of characters in the Bible who didn't even begin to do the great things that God, you know, had them do uh, until they were— you know, past their 60s. And so uh, we're not done. And that's that's really a key message that I want everyone to hear out there is like, you're never done, you know, as long as you're still breathing, you know, and there's a chance for uh, renewal and having uh, significance, which is also, you know, much more uh, satisfying. I, I have found, and I think you, you too. So, you know, you're saying uh, get off the X of, of the ambush, you know, give us some of your uh, your military examples of ambushes, both offensive to take an objective, and also when you were required to react in a defensive situation. Yeah, so, you know, the folks that know me know that uh, I had the honor to graduate from Ranger School and go on to serve with uh, the 75th Ranger Regiment um, and teach time and in combat. And, you know, the X, as we like to call it, or some people call it the beaten zone, uh, is really the center of the ambush or the kill zone. And, um, you know, for me, you know, if you go back to the war on drugs in the late 80s and 90s, and people may remember when uh, we went into Panama to basically extradite a guy named Manuel Noriega. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, picture me hanging out the door of a perfectly good airplane from 500 feet, which is really, really low. Uh, and jumping out when you have the enemy shooting at you because they get tipped off by uh, our friends at CNN. <laughs> it nice. was all over the news. <laughs> you know, and then you land, and you're trying to get out of your parachute harness and get your weapon in action, and you know people are shooting at you. So you've got to move off that enemy ambush or you know, what we call the X. So one thing in the military, you practice something called uh, quick reaction drill so that it's natural, right? It's, it's kind of like uh, muscle memory, if you will, if you when you play a sport. And so in this case, the X is, think of it as the source of pain, right, the kill zone. So Black Hawk Down, again, the Rangers, you may remember it started off as offensive and turned into a pretty big defensive situation as they – you know, try to rescue people and right. modern modern day you hear about IEDs and all the soldiers who have uh, been dismembered by these things. That's the perfect example of an ambush. And at the end of the day, you get to rely on your team and positive connections to leave no one behind. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, since we've both experienced what, what we call life ambushes, you know, like a divorce surprise divorce papers in my case yeah. or, or, you know, uh, other, other situations like that, you know, how are you utilizing your considerable talents and influence to help others re- recover from theirs? Well, that's a, a great question. Um, you know, so I call them life ambushes and you gave the example of divorce, you know, my sister right now, after 
30 years of marriage is going through that. You think of our good friend, Terry, mm-hmm. you know, who just lost a child. I mean, that's the, the worst thing any parent can go through. And running a small business in today's world where mm-hmm. you might struggle to make payroll and maybe not be able to do so. Those are life ambushes and people react in one of three ways, right? They either give in, right? And let that take them over and kind of wallow in the mud of their, their misery or what we used to call the victim loop in our Anelco champion right. days. Self-pity. Yeah. You know, you remember that. Mm-hmm. And some of them self-medicate, you know, with drugs or alcohol to the point uh, unfortunately, some people become suicidal. Uh, or thirdly, is using resilient skills to to get off that X and out of that ambush zone and move forward. You know, knowing that tomorrow can be a better version than today, uh, and we as people can be better versions of ourselves. So, really, what we try to do is help people. Uh, one with creating a positive environment so they have positive connections. We work on self-awareness, mindfulness. Basically, we try to create hope uh, for people, and then it's up to them to kind of walk through the door. Wow. Yeah, that's super valuable, and there's a lot of people out there needing it. I think the pandemic, you know, did a lot to, I, I call it like, just atomize relationships. And so people are they're going through these ambushes alone. And I think that's the worst thing is that, you know, when you're by yourself and you're alone and you don't realize that other people are, have been through similar things and, and survived. And that's really important, you know, to have that hope, that message of hope and how, you know, look, this isn't the end of you. You can recover from this and, you know, you can have joy in your life again. Like you said, in Terry's case with the loss of his son, I mean, the death of a child, yeah. that, that's a big one. And, but, you know, you, you need other people to walk with you and encourage you. So how about uh, an example of, uh, you know, you said former drug addict. So how would you help a, yeah. a former drug actor if you have a, an illustration? You don't have to mention his name. but Yeah, so I, I think, right, one big thing that you mentioned is no matter what we're going through in life, right, the, the world is old and somebody else has gone through what you're – going to when you think, you know, that you're alone. And, mm-hmm. You know, so the biggest thing, uh, and, and the church plays a big part in this for many people, uh, is to provide community uh, and connection that isn't judgmental, and, and that's the key thing. Uh, that's what's hard, because we all are who we are, especially in today's world where um you tend to have polarization based on ideology. And so you have to practice what I call courageous patience to, you know, provide that opportunity to have, give people an honest wage for an honest day's work and to help them grow personally, to be a, a better version of themselves. And, you know, we basically create hope where there was no hope and try to break that cycle that a lot of them go through. And for a, for an addict, the first 90 days of rehab uh, is critical. So we have safety buddies, folks that give them rides to work from the halfway houses. We celebrate their sobriety uh, at town halls, which is something that we never experienced. In that right, right. No, yeah. those weren't very useful. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, 
most companies just don't do that. So, you know, the real definition, we used to always talk about one team, right? Right, right. What I try to tell people, that's about having each other's back and uplifting people, not trying to fix weaknesses, but finding the positive. And then we create social connections like floating the river, family barbecues, what have you. And, you know, many of these folks, they would not get a job opportunity elsewhere. Like I said, an Ecolab or an Alpha champion, we wouldn't interview them. And, you know, that leads to no money, you know, homelessness, a whole cycle of bad things and substance abuse becomes the answer to numb the pain. We try to provide a way out. Uh, addicts, you know, if, if you study that, and I've had to get much smarter on it, they get up to seven times. And we've had folks, you know, at work in the normal environment, one time you go get a chance to get well, you come back, and if you have a second strike in the bigger business world, you're usually done. Yeah, We've had people go four to five times uh, where they do what I call U-turns, right? And it's going to happen. Relapse, uh, yeah. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to relapse, and you know that. And we can't allow them to stay if they're using because that's a threat to the whole team, right? It right. puts everybody in a difficult mindset, but we help them get beds and facilities and go through, and then we bring them back. Uh, but we're the big thing is we do development, right? We try to teach them life skills and different coping mechanisms where, for example, I host a session every week that we call Wednesday Workouts with Jim, where we do training on things like situational leadership, empathy, anger, management, what have you, um, which is all about trying to help people be a better version of themselves. Man, that's uh, outstanding. Yeah, and, and, you know, we train people on technical skills, and as they improve, you know, like Amazon has a great commercial right now where they show you start at the bottom, but they offer training, and and then you make more. So their life continues to get better, and we do pay raises every six months based on that skills improvement against the standard. So they have a wonderful opportunity. They just have to stick with it and we have to hold their hand a bit and help them. So you, you learned how to create a system of recognition and advancement that uh, is clear, uh, unlike the one that we had to deal with <laughs> that was much more subjective. Uh, uh, Correct. Well, well, so how might your approach differ, uh, you know, from a drug addict to, uh, to a former felon or to uh, a soldier with PTSD? Uh, how do you handle those differently? Yeah. So, to be honest, there is no difference, okay. right? It, yeah. it comes, that, that, that's what I would argue. Everyone, of course, right, has a different perception, whether it be addiction, legal backgrounds and issues, PTFs. Uh, most of those situations, people have not been exposed to a caring, positive, nurturing environment. Mm-hmm. Right, so the old saying, um, "People don't care what you know until they know that you care." Mm-hmm. It's it's really the starting point uh, right now. Right, so obviously, you and I come from a background where, right, we would not align with doing crime or drugs or what have you. So you really have to change your heart first through God's help, 
um, first, or you never change your mind. Right. Uh, and in, t- in turn, you have to get others to change their heart, to change their mind. And it's really about providing both physical safety, but more importantly, what we call psychological safety, where they can be who they are uh, at work. And you know, this is how we bring together people of different ideologies. But there's some extra things that we do have to do uh, with folks that, that have criminal records. For example, the send them on a service trip uh, out of state, I have to work with parole officers to get them travel passes, not something, you know, you would do in most places of business. And, you know, we work with halfway houses to make sure they're supported and that they're not exposed to negative influences. And, you know, we help them when others basically would abandon them or uh, in the workplace release them for job abandonment. So it takes time and effort, um, you know, to continue to meet commitments to them to earn trust. And that trust, as you know, is what you have to have for a relationship. And as that relationship gets better, trust improves. Well, Accountable I, to, I'm sure that they, uh, they deeply, deeply appreciate, you know, the, the second chance, you know, we all, deserve a second chance and that's uh god's given us a yeah. second chance and we're you know really if we're all honest you know we're, we're sinners every day you know so we fail every day and then you know the sun comes up tomorrow and god's willing to forgive us and give us that chance again and again and if we're trying to reflect his glory then we're called upon to do that but you're right it's people are judgmental this is pretty extraordinary sounding company right. you know so you've been at gen fab for two years now how many people like this have you been able to give a job to or help recover from their, their life ambush? And, and how does it make you feel knowing that you are responding to a higher calling to help these people? Yeah, so we actually have over 100 folks now working for us. And, you know, when we started this journey, we had a lot of turnover, and that was because of the prior environment. Uh, but now, even with the pandemic and where it's hard to, to hire folks, we've been able to grow our ranks by 30%. And a lot of that is word of mouth. But, um, you know, we have taken the step to, uh, and it hurts on the business side financially, we pay at a high level, 20 bucks an hour is our starting wage with some of my more experienced folks making up to 35 bucks an hour, which is, a solid living wage, but again, right, this is where God guides us on this journey to wrestle with the inner man, right? Is it right. about profit? Right. Or is it about serving him and serving people? So Well I'm sure that your uh your your level of satisfaction knowing you really help someone like this is it's gotta be much greater. And then that that's a little bit like uh addictive itself you know you you get that positive feedback you know you're helping people and you want to you want to do more of that when you see that and you see the light go on in their eyes of people who were were dimly lit and were were you know almost hopeless and so uh you know i think uh you got to be enjoying it uh because of the returns that you're seeing and, and the difference you're making in their lives so 
I want to applaud you for that. But, you know, in closing, what, what advice, you know, can you offer to people, you know, in similar circumstances, you know, here in the Houston area in our listening audience or, or anywhere else via the podcast who, who can't be GenFab employees? You know, can you, can you point them to any other resources to build resiliency? Well, I appreciate that, that question, David. And, you know, it's really about not losing hope and, and it's about, right? Allowing your heart to be open to the Holy Spirit, to, to be honest, and understanding that tomorrow can be better than today. And in the Houston area, um, you know, for those that are incarcerated, there's a, a great website uh, that Harris County has called Honest Jobs. Um, people can look it up. It's at uh, honestjobs.com. There's an organization called Launchpoint, uh, which does a great job training folks to develop skills. And then through, you know, the church, there's the Work Faith Connection uh, that provides many, many resources in the Houston area for disadvantaged job seekers. Um, To employers, I I encourage you, give second chance employees or people a chance. Once you get through the hard times, you'll have some incredibly loyal folks uh, once they know you care and the returns will far outweigh uh, what you invest emotionally. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. You know, my, uh, my son-in-law lives in Mountain Home, Arkansas, not too far from where you live. And he, ha- he has a, an 18 wheeler repair shop and he just hired a mechanic who's pretty good mechanic, but has, you know, some, maybe like a mental illness, you know, he's, he's thinking people are after him and, you know, if, if a customer comes into the shop with their vehicle and then they're looking at him too much, you know, and, and he's really kind of struggling. He he likes this guy cause he's a good worker and, but you know, the psychological, and he, I think he's homeless. And so he's trying to help him. He's trying to actually do it at a smaller scale level, what, what you're trying to do. And so any resources around there that he could, uh, you know, around Mountain Home or you know, <laughs> like a, a website or something that he could learn how to do that if he wants to kind of follow your model. Yeah, so, so there, if you just Google second chance hiring or uh, things of that nature, okay. there's lots and lots of resources out there okay. uh, online. Um, there's a great one that's called The Warrior's Journey, uh, which is based on a spring, but it's, um, it's, together oriented on the main audience being veterans uh, with PTS, but you can research various topics okay. uh, like insignificance or addiction. And uh, it does a great job of telling real world stories that people can relate to as well as a connection, um, you know, to Bible scripture, et cetera. Okay. So it's a good place to start. Okay. Well, uh, let me just uh, acknowledge one of the people who helped me, and that's uh, our, our sponsor, Mike Kinney and Prism Specialties. He's actually in the restoration business, just like you, Jim. At Prism Specialties, you know, when there's a flood or a lightning strike, you know, they can help you recover your electronics, textiles, or artwork that may have been damaged, uh, even even restoring uh, papers that, that have been damaged. And so Prism is uh, where you can go to help... Uh, restoration of your personal belongings and you can go to Genfab and Jim Chu, you know, to uh, help with your 
emotional restoration. And email us at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com to offer input, suggestions, or feedback on any of our programs. And, Jim, I'll just close real quickly with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for my brother Jim Chu and for you showing him how he can have a more richly rewarding career helping others than we sought, you know, through the traditional corporate ladder. And, uh, and I hope that you uh, bless all of these employees that he's given the second chances to. And as he mentioned, I know that there's fierce loyalty of those people and, and a community and a family among the whole company. It sounds like, you know, as they work together, help one another, because once you've been saved yourself, it really makes you want to help save someone else. And so just bless him with this ministry and uh, we just ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage. For more information, reach out to David at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.